Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Before we get started with today's special episode, I wanted to make sure that you know, spoiler alert, we're going to be doing an epilogue on another story we shared with you almost a year ago. It's called Emergency on the Farm, Just One More. If you haven't heard that episode, pause this one, go back and listen to that episode. And you might want to listen to it at a time where you have a whole hour to sit uninterrupted. I'll leave it at that. Alright, if you're still here, that means you know what we're talking about. So here it is, the epilogue. Thank you for sharing this heartbreaking story. I know what it's like to lose a dog to an accident. A year and a half ago, I lost my dog, Riley, to an auto accident. He'd escaped the fence in the backyard of my in-laws, and I watched in horror as he was run over by a car. Though I rushed him to a nearby 24-hour vet, there was nothing they could do for his broken back, and I had to make the agonizing decision to put him down. He was just shy of his fourth birthday. I'll never get that image, the accident, out of my head. I pray the new puppy will help you and your family heal, but I know there will always be a hole in your heart that can never be fixed. This is just one of the many incredible letters that we received after airing the show just one more last year. The heartbreaking story of us losing our dog, Boone. It's been almost a year since the accident that happened. And this episode by far has moved more of our audience to reach out and share words of condolence and kindness it's been incredible the outpouring we've received and still do receive every day getting new emails. Podcasting is a funny thing. We've been sharing our story almost two years now of our homesteading adventures, sharing the ups and downs. And as you know, there are ups and downs, but nothing was such a down as what happened to Boone, our pup who got poisoned. It was a story that was hard to share. It was hard to produce. I uh, wasn't sure whether or not it was a good idea to share. Part of the balance of being a podcaster who's telling their own story over time, you have to draw a line somewhere of what you do and don't share with your audience. But I'm so glad that we shared this story because we've seen over this last year that it's really affected people. Some people felt like they'd been through something similar and they were just thankful to know others had experienced the same feelings as they had. 
Others were affected to make changes on their own farm. Like Devin, who wrote us and said, Hello, just started listening to your podcast. I'm so sorry to hear about Boone. The episode made me much more mindful about the poisons around the farm and in general. Mine have now left the property for Boone. So this episode is a huge thank you to all those who wrote us with messages of condolence and support. We want to share with you the happy ending to this sad chapter. But before we introduce you to Just One More himself, we're going to talk a little bit about what happened in the months after. Last March, while I was away for the farm for a day, my Labrador retriever Boone, who I was training to be my bird dog, hunting partner, and who was just a great buddy, wound up stumbling upon a bucket of rat poison. We reacted to the situation as quickly as we could, and after a week of battling, we lost Boone to the poison. It did its job, it shut down his nervous system, and it killed him slowly. I was there by his side when it happened, when he breathed his last breath, and it's an experience that I'll never forget. I'll never forgive myself for. We were cleaning out the barn where Boone found the bucket of rat poison. It had fallen off a shelf, and there was a green puddle on the floor in the back in the dirt. I was back there with a shovel and a pick. I was chipping away at this frozen puddle of poison, feeling awful. And Kendra came to visit me, see how it was going. And she noticed a ball in the corner of the shed. It was a ball that Boone liked to play with. And it had rolled within inches of this green puddle of poison. We realized that Boone had been outside playing with the ball by himself because I wasn't home to play with him that day. And the ball rolled to the back of the barn. The whole reason I got the dog to be my retriever, to help me find things I was looking for and bring them back to me. He found this bucket and he started eating. In the episode, we talked about why poison is such a dangerous answer to the problems of rodents on your farm. And it's this reason, this exact reason, because a combination of two different accidents, Boone winding up in a place that he usually wasn't, and some animal knocking that bucket down onto the ground, led to the death of a dog that I love so much. In last year's episode, we asked you to reconsider poisons and whether or not they should be on your farm. I never go so far as to tell anyone how they should live their life or run their farm or homestead. But considering the facts of how poisons work, how indiscriminate they are, I suggested that if you had been using them in the past, that maybe you reconsider whether or not this was a safe decision for the future. And we got a lot of emails back. People who were moved by Boone's story to get rid of them. Melody, a longtime fan of the show, wrote us. She said, I'm so sorry for your loss. What a tragic story. How I do wish it were fiction. You have motivated me to be more careful with all the products on the farm and not to use poisons any longer. 
I think it will impact others the same way too. It did. Lori wrote and told us, Thank you for letting your heart shine through, tears and all, and for sharing Boone's story. The joy of getting any new animal is always tinged a tiny bit by knowing that we will most probably outlive them. Just know that we were thinking about putting out poison. Traps haven't worked at all. But I think this will just confirm our need to get a kitty instead. R.I.P. Boone. Christy mentioned going out to her garage, checking all the shelves for poison. For Dave, this was the first podcast episode of ours that he listened to. He said he actually had to pull over. He said, thank you for sharing this, and thank you, Boone. His story may have saved more lives than you will ever realize. Nathan talked about his Brittany. That's like his first child and his hunting buddy. He said, that story hit me hard. Coincidentally, I had a rat problem. I've been battling unsuccessfully with traps, and I bought a bucket of poison a couple weeks ago. I figured now that I had a farm, I needed a whole bucket. Moron. That stuff is getting safely disposed of right away. For Boone. At the end of the episode, I let the music play out for a little while. And then I came back on and I asked something. If you do share it on social media, please hashtag it for Boone. I know that seems really stupid to ask for right now, but I really want to see what kind of effect this has. I want to see the messages that Boone inspires. And I can't find them any other way. So if you do share it on social media, please hashtag it for Boone. And that's spelled B-O-O. And at the time that I recorded it, I hated to even mention the word hashtag. Hashtag is such an obnoxious term that's become part of our everyday speech. But I really wanted to see the long-range effect of Boone's story. And online, there's no better way to be able to track posts and shares than with a hashtag. So I came up with this idea that for anyone who shared Boone's story on their social media account, that they could share it with the 4Boone hashtag. This hashtag has become a battle cry. We would stumble across it and still do months after. Every time hearing that 4Boone, it had such a special meaning. Every time we hear it, we think of how Boone is still affecting people's lives for the better. Dealing with death and loss is always hard. When you take the emotion behind it, use that use that power for good to add meaning to what happened it makes it feel like the death was not in vain and that's what that four boon hashtag that message did for us and still does every time we read it there was one message that had more weight to it than any other we read Before I purchased Boone, I shopped for a long time to find a breeder that I could trust, a breeder that would kind of take me under his wing and teach me, a breeder that would be like a mentor because I really wanted to do a good job with my first lab. When I found Jack, there was no question I had found that mentor. And so it meant so much when he shared this message on his Three Cedars Retrievers Facebook page. He put up a picture he had of Boone as a little puppy. He writes, I knew this day would eventually come. I just hoped it would be 10 or more years from now. 
we have said a final goodbye to one of the 2014 Moss Babe puppies. Three Cedars Backwoods Master, call name Boone, has died. Boone got into some obsolete farm chemicals that were forgotten in a storage shed. Heroic veterinary efforts were unable to reverse the damages caused by these chemicals, and he passed at home with his family. The next thing Jack writes was just incredibly touching. It really warmed our heart. He says, I like to think that by finding these chemicals, Boone saved the three young children and his family. They might have accidentally found them instead of Boone. This post received like almost 20 different people commented on this post. This was the one of the nicest things that happened. Other families who had Boone's brothers and sisters added to the comments. Gail writes, his brother Chief from Alabama sends his condolences to Boone's family. Josh says his brother Buck and I are so sorry to hear. R.I.P. Boone. So sorry, his brother Nitro and the Har family. We send our condolences. Becky wrote, hugs to the human family left behind and the little kiddos that he very likely kept safe. You're so saddened to hear this news. Condolences from his brother Swift and the Debizer family. Jack's always been a mentor to me when it comes to my dog. And in this case, he was so much more than that. So thank you to all of Boone's family out there. And of course, to Jack for being in a, for being the support that you've been. By far the most moving letters were the ones from people who had gone through something similar. So many fans of our show wrote in to talk about their animals that they loved so much and sadly had lost and how they could feel the pain that we were going through and understood it. Robert said that they had lost their lab a year ago and the stories were close enough to bring back some memories and tears. Breezy Pines Homestead mentioned losing many precious companion animals over the years, and they appreciated us recording this, even though it was so heartbreaking to listen to. Mark was the first fan of the Homesteady show to ever write me an email, and this episode made him write again. I lost my one and only pal about 10 years ago, and I couldn't help but think of her. And while Bailey lived to a good old age of 13, it was incredibly traumatic for me to lose her. She was a black lab. Labs are amazing dogs. So I just wanted to send my thoughts and prayers your way. I hope you and your family are well on your way to healing. And while no other dog can completely replace Boone, it sure helps. Some stories are harder to tell, but still need to be told.
hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. And then there was a letter from Dan. Dan's letter, I think, really was probably one of the hardest to read. He tells how his wife and him had just put their mail lab, Otis, down. We put him down on a Saturday and buried him on Sunday. We put him in the pasture to watch over the farm close to where we are going to build. I also had a nine-year-old female that I had as a puppy. She was my first adult, all my dog. She was a great dog. She wasn't acting quite right. We made a vet appointment to get her checked out, cooked her special food, took her for rides and a special bath. My wife and I said it would be heartbreaking to lose Daisy. Before we left to bury Otis, I was told to let Daisy sniff him and that dogs understand. Well, Sunday morning, she took a sniff and tail went down. She walked away and I could tell that she knew. So I spent Saturday and Sunday with Daisy before I had to drive to a job site six hours away in Wisconsin. And I cried like a baby. Very sad. My wife got up early Monday and spent some time with Daisy before she had to go to work. And Daisy was happy, wagging her tail when my wife left. When my wife got home from work, Monday evening, Daisy had laid in her spot and passed away. My wife called and I rushed home. A six-hour drive got home at midnight in five hours and wept the entire way. I laid with her, told her she was a great dog, that I loved her and will miss her like you did with Boone. We buried her next to Otis the next morning and spent the day heartbroken. Even now I have tears in my eyes like you probably do reading this. He was right about that. (laughs) He goes on, Why do I share my story? I don't know. Maybe it helps me. Maybe it will help you. Maybe it will help you know that you're not alone in how you feel. Sharing that story will help many people in preventing others from going through that. I can tell you that I appreciate your podcast and the hard work you put into them. Thank you for your efforts and putting so much raw emotion into your story. Dan nailed it. Why do I share my story? Why do we do this? Why do we share this podcast? And especially a story like this. Because it helps other people and honestly, because it helps me. Putting this story of Boone together, it helped me get through it. It helped me grieve. I was losing a really good friend, and I was dealing with that grief. I needed as much help as I could find to get through all this. And I was going to get that help sooner than I had expected.
when I called Jack and told him what happened, as you know, we got on the list for just one more pup. And so we were following very closely on Three Cedars Retrievers Facebook page as time got close for the puppies to be born. Three Cedars Retrievers specializes in what they refer to as truly versatile companion gun dogs. They're a hunting retriever, there's no doubt, and they're amazing at what they do. Jack, the owner of Three Cedars Retrievers, has bred his dogs for performance, for ability, but also to be a great companion. Jack's dogs are incredible working dogs. They've been used by law enforcement, but he also pays attention to the companion aspect, making sure that they're personable animals. I can't recommend Three Cedars Retrievers enough, and if you want one of their dogs, these world-class animals, you have to get on a waiting list, so head on over to Three Cedars Retrievers and book yourself a spot for their next puppy. So we got on that same exact waiting list for the last litter of Babe and Moss, Boone's parents. We were number five on the list, so we were really hoping for a good-sized litter. And I told Jack my first pick would be a girl. You see, Boone was a male, and I just felt like it would be easier to warm up to a new dog if it was a girl. She'd be different than Boone. It wouldn't be like we were replacing him so fast. But it wasn't meant to be. In the whole litter of 11 pups, there was only two girls. Of the four people ahead of us, two of them wanted girls. So we were going to have another boy pup. The question was, which one would we pick? Or should I say, which one would pick us? All right, so we're just going to sit down on the ground in the grass Try and see these puppies. Puppy poop. <laughs> Let's see these puppies. The puppies had reached about eight weeks old, the time when you can take them home. And we decided to head over to Jack's to meet them and pick out which one would be just one more to come home with us. There they are. Look at those puppies. Come on, let's go. Thanks, puppies, Mommy. <laughs> Look at them. Bubba, go see them. Oh, man, that is so cute. Oh, my goodness. So what you need to do right now is head to thisishomesteady.com. Click on this episode on the homepage and watch this video. It's the cutest thing you're going to see all day. Jack opens the door, and all of a sudden, all these puppies come tumbling down the stairs and out into the lawn. Do yourself a favor, pause whatever you're doing, and watch this video. Hey, Daddy, we're going to oh, buy one so of these cute. puppies. We are. we got to figure out which one. I think no one wearing the blue leash. <laughs> well, you like the color blue. So let's see, what do we what do we figure out, buddy? What kind I of think, dog do we want? I think this one because it has your favorite color leash. As soon as Jack opened the door, four puppies came running up to me. There was a whole lot of excitement, and three of them wandered away. One puppy stayed and hung out with the family. Now when we buy a puppy through Jack, we always ask Jack to pick out one or two puppies in particular that he thinks will be a good fit. He's been breeding dogs for years, and he's able to tell the personality in the future dog right there in the little puppy body. Jack knows that we want a nice family dog, not a dog that needs a whole lot of activity, but a dog that'll be good in the field for the few times that I go out each year. We trust Jack is going to pick a good dog. 
We try not to let the cuteness of the puppies, whichever ones come up to us and try to make friends, distract us from Jack's pick. Like I said, I have a couple of puppies in mind for you to choose from, but I want you to look at them and then we'll see how it... Look at this one. Look at that puppy. They are so cute. The big difference in this... So Jack already knows which two pups he thinks we should pick from. But he doesn't tell us. He wants to see which one we think is right. One little pup wearing an orange collar, one of the first four to run to me, still hadn't left our sides. He was playing with the kids, chewing on my shoes. This little pup liked us. The name Jack used for this puppy was Socks, S-O-C-K-S. Three larger puppies. Well, I know. You know I like that. But he's kind of so got a very, very pleasant you. demeanor to him. He, he's, you know, he's not the hard charger. He's not the laid back one. He's kind of very uniform. Yeah. You know, he's kind of always consistent. <laughs> I have two, two that I want Jenny. you to pick from, either Sonic or the one with the red collar. That's, that's nuts. He's been around us this whole time. Yeah. So out of the eight or so puppies that were still available. Jack had picked two that he thought would be right for us. And of those two, the one, Socks, had come running out of the door, run right up to our family, and hadn't left our side the entire time we were laying there in the grass. It's crazy. What do you think, bud? You said we should take that one. <laughs> and he sure seems to like us. Oh my goodness, those tears. What? You think we should take this one? Yeah. We need to buy that one. That's the one? Yeah. And so Socks picked us. We all agreed. There was just something about this little pup. He wanted to be a part of our family. We had found Boone's little brother. Now I'm just going to be perfectly honest here. If it had been up to us, we would have waited a little bit longer before we got a new dog. Boone's death was still pretty fresh, and it felt like he was getting replaced a little too soon for me. This made it a little difficult for me at first to really warm up to this pup. I was still mourning over the loss of my buddy Boone. It felt like no dog would be able to fill his shoes. But Jack told me, don't worry, give it some time. You're going to develop a whole new friendship with this new dog. You always have the memory of your good buddy Boone. You're going to love this one too. The last thing left to do was name our pup. Jack's dogs are purebred registered labs. Registered animals have a registered name. When we first had bought Boone, we gave him the registered name Backwoods Master. That was the nickname that his namesake, Daniel Boone, had. We thought it was pretty fitting for the dog that we wanted to raise. Now with this new pup, we wanted to find a way to give tribute to Boone. One more way for him to live on through the life of his little brother. We had a week or so before we were taking the pup home, and me and Kendra thought for a long time. Names are an incredibly special thing. Our entire identity, summed up in just a couple of syllables, Think about the power when you think about the name of your grandparents, your dad, your mom, 
or your kids. Think about what it was like to hear the name of your wife or your husband said around you when you were first dating. The feelings that that one word invokes. The name of your loved ones and the name of ones you love and have lost. We wanted to honor Boone with the name of this pup. When we called to him, we wanted Boone's memory to be on the tip of our tongue as well. It took us almost the entire week. Jack kept calling us. What have you guys decided? I gotta fill out the paperwork. Then finally, on our last day on our way to get him, we had our answer. Say hi. That's close enough. Okay, everybody, this is Bones. I'll have to post a picture. He looks spitting image of his big brother. Come on, buddy. Everybody who comes to the farm and sees him says, Man, he looks just like Boone. Hey, buddy. So we named him Bones. It's a kind of honorary, honorary name. You take the letters of Boone, B-O-O-N-E. You just drop one of those O's, and you have Bone. So his call name, the name we use every day, is Bones. His full registered name, Three Cedars, Boone's little brother. So Little Bones, that's what we called him when we fr- first brought him home. But the, uh, the name Little Bones was quickly replaced by the title Lazy Bones. Because for the first six months or so, he was pretty lazy. He didn't want to, pr- pretty much didn't want to do anything. Uh, I tried playing fetch with him, like we used to with Booney. And uh, he was just not interested at all. This actually made it kind of difficult for me in the beginning. I played fetch with Boone every day. It was part of our bonding time, training together. And now, having this new puppy so soon, it was hard to grow attached without spending time playing together. I think Kendra fell in love with him first. You see, he didn't want to play with me, but he was such a companion. Our baby girl is an animal lover. She loved Boone a lot. The day that we buried him, she got excited just to see him. It had been a day since she'd seen him, and she was wondering where he was. Now she had this little puppy, and she would walk over to him, and she'd grab him by the neck and drag him around, and he would just let her pull him around for the ride, and she'd lay down in the dirt and cuddle him, and he'd just lay there with her. She'd have her arms wrapped around his neck, and he wouldn't budge. He warmed up to Kay and the girls first. But I just couldn't warm up to him. We didn't do anything. He didn't want to play with me, like Boone had. I'd throw him a stick, and he'd kind of just look at it, look back at me like, what do you want me to do with that? But something happened. Just recently I was talking with someone about labs, and they were saying how 
one of the traits of a lab is that it's a dog that's just wants to please its master. It just wants to make them happy. I don't know if that's what it was, but something happened with Bones. He figured me out. He saw what was missing. Something changed. The retriever in him woke up. And uh, Lazy Bones has now become quite a, quite a good retriever. We got a lot of work to do a long way ahead of us. But he's got, he's got the drive now. I don't know what happened. Just woke up. One of my favorite things about Bones is he's so personable. He's always been an extremely personable dog. The day we went to pick out the puppies, it was incredible. This one little puppy comes running right over to our family. Yeah, right? Who was that? And that was that. The puppy with the orange collar came home. Right, buddy? Okay, sit. Mark. Bones. Good boy. Good boy. All right. That's enough for this morning. It's cold. The letter we read at the beginning was right. When you lose an animal that you love, there is always a hole there that can never be fixed. I still walk by Boone's Rock, the giant rock that we rolled on top of his grave site just so we could remember him. It's in the garden, and it's along my path each morning as I head out to the goat barn. In the weeks after Boone's loss, I would walk by that rock, and I would just start crying. He wasn't there with me. It was a constant reminder. One of the hardest parts of losing him was that daily walk to the barn all by myself. So although it's true, there's definitely a hole in my heart that can never be filled. There is a spot right beside me that has been by bones every morning. This episode is a special thank you to all of you who reached out and shared kind words with us, all of you who are affected by Boone's story. Thank you so much. This episode is for you. And it's for your animals that you've come to love and those that you've lost. Like Livy and Bailey, Riley, Otis, Daisy, It's for all you. It's for Bones. And of course, it's for Boone. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com That last song that you enjoyed is a song by Emery Lester. Emery allowed us to use that song for Boone's story. We thank him so much. If you love that bluegrass music, you're going to love his music. Check out emerylester.com. 
And of course, if you're looking for a lab, if you're looking for a family dog, go right now to threecedarsretrievers.com and check out what Jack's doing over there. They're incredible. We're coming up on the two-year mark of the Homesteady Show's beginning. I started working on this show in April of 2014. The first episode came out in May. We've shared so much of our story along the way, and it is just amazing what kind of community this has built. I wanted to just thank all of you for listening to our show, for being there, being fans, supporting it in whatever way you have. I was so thrilled this month to take the time and do four episodes. It is not something I'm able to do right now. No way can we do one episode a week. The production level is just too great and the amount of people working on the project too few. Um, but I, for this month, wanted to do it just to show you guys, our audience who's been so supportive, what we're capable of doing and could be doing in the future with your help. And I know we're going to get that help. We set the goal this month of getting 50 new members to the Home Study Pioneer Program. Uh, and at this point, we are halfway there. We have not met our goal. We did make it. We're at 25 members, which is incredible. Um, so it is February 29th when the show I'm recording this. It's 1 o'clock a.m. February 29th. And this is not uncommon. Oftentimes I'm working on this show. The show was launched. <laughs> like the first episode was completely made in the hours of like 12 o'clock to 3 o'clock a.m. And although things have improved a lot in the last year and a half, we still spend a lot of late nights and early mornings finishing up production on these episodes to try to get them out to you guys on, on our once a month schedule. Um, so... Thank you. Thank you for being a part of this journey, for being a part of the ups and downs of our story and the other stories that we've been able to bring you. And uh, this month has been amazing. I love producing this podcast. I love the connection that it gives me with all you out there in the Homesteady community. And this episode especially, I was so excited to bring to you because we had so much support from this story about our dog, Booney. And what happened, and I couldn't wait to share with you the happy ending, uh, bringing, you know, getting to introduce you to Bones. So go ahead, go to thisishomesteady.com. On the front page there, you'll see the picture for this episode, just one more. And we have loaded that blog post uh, with pictures. There's a really nice blog post connected with this uh, episode. Every one of our episodes has a blog post now written by Alexia, who you heard this month at the beginning of the month. She's the suburban escapee, and she's writing blog posts along with our new episodes and bonus blog posts in between, and it's really, really fantastic stuff. Uh, so we're thankful that Alexia has joined the team. And go ahead and check out that, especially uh, not only to read her post, but you're going to see tons of pictures of bones. Uh, you'll see some pictures of Boone. You can compare how they look. Uh, since the we started working on this story, um, he has my I, he's got a bit of a what I call Winston Churchill look to him. <laughs> he's kind of widened out and he looks a little more regal, uh, which is not a bad thing. Uh, so go take a look at the pics while you're at the site. Uh, enjoy seeing the pics in the video, 
And I'm just going to ask you one more time this month, guys, consider becoming a pioneer. Our goal is 50 this month. If 25 of you join today, that would be miraculous, and we would make our goal. And to celebrate, we will have that bonus Q&A episode where all you pioneers will be invited to a live taping of this show, and everyone will get to enjoy the episode as we air it after it's taped. And if we don't reach that goal tomorrow, uh, we're going to reach it in the next month or two. So whenever we reach it, we're going to have that episode, the Q&A, live Q&A for all the pioneers. Uh, So consider joining. If you... My last parting words for the month of February, we did four episodes because I wanted to show you guys we could do it. Um, It is a possibility that someday in the future you will get to enjoy a weekly episode of the Home Study Show. We did four episodes of the podcast. We also produced four videos, which the pioneers get the full-length versions of those videos sent to them every Friday and uh, we, we just did one about building a chicken tractor, which when we're all done, we aired part one last week. There'll be part two and maybe even a part three. Um, but it's a lot of production, four videos and four podcasts. But we were able to do it because this entire month I didn't work at all. <laughs> I earned no income any other way than through the support of what our pioneers and other uh, students and uh, people go on the site and take courses and that sort of thing. So thank you to all you pioneers and anyone who supported Homesteady financially uh, because you brought this month of four episodes to the audience. Also, our partners, which are incredible, and we'll take a moment to thank them. So Grow Journey, the Seed of the Month Club, join that and you'll get seeds delivered to your door every day. Core Nutrition, who is going to be sharing nutrition tips with us in the upcoming year. Uh, If you want to get healthy, uh, you can check out Core Nutrition. They help you with cooking healthy and eating healthy and being healthy. Uh, There's Power Plucker for all your chicken plucking supplies and chicken raising supplies. There's RJS Bee Farm, Dane, who's uh, supported us. uh, And also, uh, you can go all the bee equipment you might ever need. If you want to get beekeeping, go check out Dane's stuff at rjsbeefarm.com. NW Supply, tools for the homestead, Leatherman knives, which I love so much. Uh, all, I just, I can't say enough. I, I'm blubbering on at the end here. This is completely unedited. Um, but it's just, I'm so, I'm on a high right now. It's 1.30 in the morning, and I'm just so happy that we were able to make this month happen with the help of all our support. Uh, it's been incredible. Thank you to everyone who supported this show. Someday you may have a weekly episode of Homesteady. We want to be able to do that. And to do that, we just need more pioneers. If we have more pioneers, we can spend more time on this program, just like we did this month. And we'll you'll you'll get it. You'll get more episodes of the show. It will happen. Um, if you become a pioneer, you'll be get you'll get more episodes of this show instantly because there's a library, seven pages of five posts or five Let's see, some 35 bonus videos and podcasts for you to check out if you become a pioneer. So you'll get tons more content instantly. We do one extra episode of the podcast every month for our pioneers and one weekly video for them. So there's loads of stuff there. So if you love this show and you want to have more and you want it to keep going, now's the time. 
February is our fundraising month where we're asking you to become a pioneer. Thank you so much to our 25 new pioneers for joining. And of course, to all the pioneers who have been with us for as long as they've been with us. And anyone in the past who's been a pioneer who stopped, uh, you helped pull your weight too. Thank you so much. Um, so I, I'm overwhelmed I feel so good right now that we have this connection to all you guys out there listening. It's been a pleasure these last two years and this last month to kick out four episodes. We are have we have no plans of slowing down Homesteady. This show is only going to grow in so many different ways. Uh, so thanks to all of you. And I want to take one more minute to just thank everyone involved in this project. So Thank you to Alexia, our newest blogger on the site. Uh, she's added so much in her blog posts. You have to go and check those out. Uh, and Accountant Mike, of course, he spends every other episode or so with us breaking things down, taking time uh, to help you figure out whether or not you should do this money-wise, if it's worthwhile. So uh, thanks so much, Account Mike, for being a part of this. Account Mike's one of my like long best friends and uh, it's been really just fun having him included in this program and most of all I have to just take a minute to thank my wife Kay who you guys have come to know a little bit throughout the show uh, we have plans to get her back on I know lots of people write in and say they miss hearing her um, she has been she's the reason the show exists because she said yep do it and Kay is the editor-in-chief of this program. You can tell right now what the program would be like if it weren't for her because this last segment has is completely an unedited segment of me just talking whatever comes to my head, being excited. And I would probably produce a show just like this if it weren't for Kay being the editor. She's got a very artistic side, but she's also got a very good... Uh, She's good on the cutting room floor. She knows what belongs in a story and what's missing and what shouldn't be there. Uh, so without her help in this program, this show would not be anywhere near what it is today. It's grown. She came on as the editor last year with Boone's story. That was the pretty that and the, the episode right before it. She started helping me in the production side of things, and she's turned it into what it is. Uh, so thank you so much uh, to my wife. Thanks, babe. You're helping this program uh, be grow as it's growing and be what it is and what it will be. So I'm overflowing with happiness. Thank you to everyone who's been a part of this show. Uh, thank you to all the support. We are going to keep we're going to keep doing this podcast because it's just been such a great experience and I love creating it so much. Most important. I want it to help you. That's why we share these stories. That's why we do this, so that you can be motivated and inspired. Uh, you can feel like you're not alone in your trials and taking those small steps towards a more sustainable life. I want you to join us in this this you know journey in making life more in making home steady. That's that's our sign off. So. Thanks for coming along on this journey with us. Consider supporting if you love it. And we look forward to our next episode 
which I'm not going to tell you what it is. All I'm going to say it is the most requested topic uh, that we've ever had. We get more people asking us to do an episode about this than anything else. It will most likely be coming out April 1st, uh, as we've been doing nothing but production on the podcast. I'm pretty sure there will be no new episode in March, uh, but we'll be ready for April April 1st with this fan favorite requested topic. And until then, the road is rocky. Let's make home study. <laughs>